Good morning. Welcome to Earthmakers, spiritual care for real humans. My name is Josiah, and I am the grateful creator and host of this podcast. I just finished watching, re-watching some episodes of one of my all-time favorite TV shows, Frasier, last night. And I was thinking how much fun it would be to start my podcast by saying, Hello Seattle, I'm Josiah Armstrong. I'm listening. But uh, I feel like that would be theft of some kind, you know? So I'm just not going to go there. (laughs) Um, Today I want to help you create space around your body, around your movements, around your physical intuition. When I was 15 years old, my dad was teaching me how to drive. He taught me how to drive with our Pontiac Transport minivan. And the day that my dad taught me how to drive, the first time my dad and I drove together, I had had a horrible day. Uh, I believe that a girl that I liked had dumped me. Um, I had gotten in a really tough conversation with a high school teacher. And I was feeling a lot of 15-year-old feelings. And I was sitting on the couch crying. And my dad decided that it would be a good idea to get me out of the house, which is true. But whether it was wisdom or foolishness, my dad decided that it would also be a great idea to teach me my first driving lesson on a day when I was really upset. Good going, Dad. (laughs) So, my dad and I got in the van, and I ended up backing the van into the neighbor's barn. I steered the van out into traffic. My entire body was tense. Now, I realized the problem several weeks later after trying again and again and again to get the driving right. That I was doubting my own physical intuition. I was doubting that my body knows how to drive. I believed firmly in my guts that I couldn't do this. And I found myself trapped in a minefield within my own mind. Overthinking every move and all of my surroundings in the car. Hyper aware. Trying to do things perfectly. In my aim for perfection, 
I made a mess of things. And I backed into our neighbor's barn, not into the actual barn as in inside the barn, but into the wall of the barn. I look back on that day now and I can fondly chuckle about it, but that day it was not my favorite. And in many ways, I wish I had told my dad, no, I I can't, I can't do this. But I was 15 and I just didn't have the wherewithal to make that decision. The first time that I sat in a Quaker meeting on a Wednesday evening in St. Paul, Minnesota, everyone around me was sitting silently with their eyes closed or their eyes open, contentedly silent for an hour. I was excited to explore Quaker spirituality because I'm a spirituality junkie and I had never been to a Quaker meeting before, but the first several Quaker meetings I attended were very challenging for me, very difficult. If you are unaware, Quakers uh, belong to a spiritual tradition that asks them to wait in the presence of the divine and to listen for what Parker Palmer and other Quakers call the inner light. And so we sat, much like the Buddhists, and we breathed deeply, and we waited for a word. And I just, in my guts, did not believe that I could possibly sit quietly for a whole hour. And I started to get squirmy. I found myself trapped in the minefield of my mind once again, overthinking everything because I wanted to be the perfect Quaker on my first day, my first time in a Quaker meeting. (laughs) Oh boy, do we get wrapped up in perfection. And when we get wrapped up in perfectionism, we forget ourselves. We lose sight of what really matters. I'm revisiting a book right now. It's a memoir by a Minnesotan named Mary Rose O'Reilly. And the book was published in 2000. So 20 years ago now. But it's called The Barn at the End of the World, The Apprenticeship of a Quaker Buddhist Shepherd. And it is a lovely, lovely memoir, a spiritual memoir. There is a scene in one of the first chapters called 8 a.m. in the Sheep Barn. In which the author 
is apprenticing at a Minnesota sheep farm and has an encounter with the farmer, Ben, who is attempting to help the sheep with their prolapsed rectum. (laughs) Apparently sheep cough a lot, which is really interesting to me. And because they cough a lot, they prolapse their rectums and they need help managing that. I guess I can understand that. Take a moment now and take in a deep breath and breathe out. You do not have to be perfect in this moment. You get to show up exactly how you are, whether you believe me or believe in yourself or not. You are welcome to exit the minefield of your mind and to sit in the gracious hands of love. I'm going to read to you a brief selection from the barn at the end of the world, chapter 2, 8 a.m. in the sheep barn. The author has found herself lost in thought while helping Ben, the farmer, manage this one sheep and finds herself thinking about animal rights while trying to struggle with this sheep. She calls herself a sheep hugger, but she doesn't want to give it away, so she finds herself drifting toward perfectionism and trapped in the minefield of her mind, overthinking everything. And in the middle of her overthinking, Ben speaks, or rather yells. And here is the selection. Mary! Ben snaps across my line of internal chatter. Stop thinking. Flip that ram for me, will you? Your body knows how to do it. Don't try to do it with your mind. Ben has, in some cosmic transaction, accepted the position of my Zen master. Let's take in one last deep breath and breathe all the way out. And I share the words of Ben with you today. Ben the farmer. Stop thinking. Flip the ram. Your body knows how to do it. Don't try to do it with your mind. My invitation to you today is to trust yourself. Listen to yourself. Love yourself. Let go of perfectionism. And abandon the minefield of your mind. Live in your body, your perfectly beautiful body. I have a hard time trusting, dear listener, that my body is perfectly beautiful. I am recovering from an eating disorder and I suffer from body dysmorphia, so I have struggled to have right relationship with my body. But every day I try to get in touch with it. If you need to go for a walk, if you need to do some sit-ups, If you need to sit in the lotus pose, do some meditating, if you need to do some yoga, if you need to bake bread 
and make the dough with your hands. If you need to paint or draw or write or make love or just hug someone or pet a kitty, do something with your body that connects you to you. And your body knows how to do it. Don't try to do it with your mind. Thank you. Take good care of you, and I'll see you tomorrow.